Hey party people, this is DJ Ditch Bitch. Welcome to episode three of the Crushing Reboot. Um, hello. So we got some big pop culture news happening today. Um, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky posted up looking hella sexy. Rihanna's pregnant. She's got like jewels on her pregnant belly. The look is giving everything. Um, they are like the love spell. And so I feel like they're the perfect segue into today's episode theme, which is going to be love spells. Um, like I always say, love is not a game, but dating is a game. And if you want to win the game, you got to play by the rules and I'm going to teach you how to do some love spells in today's episode in anticipation of Valentine's day. We're going to get into it. You want to make someone fall in love with you. This is how you're going to do it. But before we get into that, I'm just going to go into some life updates because that's what we normally do. So I would say, you know, things are kind of heating up for me in the dating arena. I'm feasting right now. I've been talking to some new people who I'm super excited about. Uh, so there's that dating wise. Uh, show wise, we got lots to look forward to. Okay. Taylor Noel, this super cool up and coming indie artist is going to be on the show next week. The week after that, I'm going to have Eli Rollo on the show. Hopefully we'll have um, some new TikTokers on too and some more um, other like music artists on the rise. So lots to be excited about on that front. Oh yeah. And like my, so my promo videos for that dating app are actually coming out really soon. The first episode kind of like premiered where they like show off the bachelor. And so there's going to be the series coming out soon. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm like really, really busy work wise, but I also have like a lot of like exciting stuff to look forward to. Like I'm going to see Amine on Saturday. Um, I am also going to be DJing the Valentine's Day house show for UCLA Radio. So I'll be there. I'll be playing lovecore music, rocking out in like a pink prom dress, hopefully, which I'm going to purchase with my roommates. Um, I'd actually like a super fun like weekend with my friends. We didn't go out because we're still laying low, but... We went to the beach and we went to brunch and I feel like we really made the most of it. And the surf was flat today when I checked. So I actually ended up going to yoga instead, but that was really nice too. I have a lot of energy. I have a lot to look forward to. I'm trying to channel it in the right ways and like move in the right direction. And so, yeah, like I'm just like super stoked in general. Like can't wait to see what the future holds, honestly. Like I'm just so excited about everything. And like my plate is so full of all the stuff that I love. And like, honestly, like I'd rather just like be busy with things that I'm passionate about than like not be busy at all or like have hella shit to do that I don't care about. So I'm just like really lucky and like going back to that space of gratitude, baby. All right. But we're going to kick things off with some Rihanna. This episode is Rihanna and ASAP themed. Hell yeah, let's go. This is what's my name. Oh na na, what's my name? Oh na na, what's my name? I heard you good with them soft lips. 
Yeah, you know word of mouth The square root of 69 is 8 something, right? Cause I been trying to work it out Ah, go White wine, uh, I come alive in the nighttime. Yeah, okay, away we go. Only thing we have on is the radio. Oh, let it play. Say you gotta leave, but I know you wanna stay. You just waiting on the traffic jam to finish, girl. The things that we can do in 20 minutes, girl. Say my name, say my name. Wear it out. It's getting hot, crack a window, air it out. I could get you through a mighty long day. Soon as you go, the text that I write is gonna say.
You just heard What's My Name by Rihanna featuring Drake. Uh, let me just say the square root of 69 is not eight sum, it's ASAP. Okay, yep, just wanna make that clear to everyone. Um, yeah, okay, also just like wanna update you guys a little bit about my like, my, my new little hobby. So my roommate introduced me to the perimeter run, which is basically like running around the entire campus of UCLA. And I always kind of like wrote off long distance running because I was like, oh, like it's hard on my body and stuff. But then I realized that like, for me, mentally doing that is such a break from like, always feeling like I have to go, go, go and like perform. Like I can literally just zone out, listen to music and run. And it feels so good. And like, I'm so excited to like, have that as like a challenging thing that I'm doing. Um, and it's just like really new for me and I feel really empowered that my body can do that. Like I'm like so lucky that I've like become like so physically fit and like able to do something like that. And so it's just honestly just like really exciting for me. But anyways, so today's theme is love spells. So I want to make it very clear that like, I don't believe that you can play games in order to like get somebody to fall in love with you and end up in a loving relationship. Like, I just like, don't really think you can force someone to have feelings for you. Like they're either going to come that way on their own or they're not. And like, you just like always have to keep in mind on that front that you're the prize. But that said, you know, I think that like this idea of love spells is super interesting to consider, right? Because if you think about it, like in literature and also like in ancient cultures, like humans have always kind of like had the belief that you can like take a love potion or like ingest a certain food and like you can make someone fall in love with you. And like, you know, where do we see this? Uh, Harry Potter, duh, right? Like there's like the whole like love potion thing that goes on there and then it like kind of goes awry, which is to say like, obviously, you know, like the reason it goes awry is because you can't force love. But like, nonetheless, I think it's really interesting meditation on how like human beings want to be able to control how other people feel about them. And like, we really care about how we're perceived by other people. And we want to like, feel like at least in a placebo type way that we can control that kind of thing. Um, so I just like have a couple of different modern day love spells that I think that we can all do if we want to like really get into that game playing or we want to like control our fate more. So the first modern day love spell that I've identified is manifesting. And the reason why I think this is a love spell is because the whole premise of manifesting is that you write down affirmations so that when they, when these things that you've identified come into your life, you can like snatch them when they're in front of you. Right. So they're like kind of like goals, I guess. And like, you know, they say that like statistically, if you write down your goals, you're more likely to achieve them. And so I really feel like it's the same thing with manifesting. Like if I, for example, with dating, like write down my three green flags, like, oh, like he's like super adventurous and outgoing. Like he cares about his friends and family and he's really like passionate about something like music surfing, whatever, right? Like those are my green flags. If I write those down in my journal, if a man comes into my life and he like has all those attributes, I'm easily going to be able to make a snap judgment that those are like meeting my green flags, right? So that's why I think manifesting is really important in that sense because like it helps you identify your goals and then when they're in front of you, you can take advantage of them. 
But then the second thing that I think works about with manifesting is that like sometimes like if you're like me and you have like really anxious thought patterns, especially when it comes to like sex and relationships, like I'm literally, I'm good at a lot of stuff, but I'm actually horrendous at dating. Like I'm the most anxious person. Like I'm always like, oh, like I really want to have sex with this person. Then I have sex with them. I'm attached to them. I'm expecting so much. I like my entire life has just been turned upside down. Like I can't function in the world. So like it's really disastrous for me. Right. Which is why I have to do the mental work of like reminding myself of like the things that are true and the things that I want, because in the moment, I'm just like unable to conceptualize and like ground myself down. So for example, one of the things that like I write down as an affirmation that I think like falls into the category of manifesting is like, I'm the prize. I don't chase. I attract like the universe has something great in store for me. Like everything's going to be okay. Like I don't have to force anything, you know, things along those lines, because I'm always like trying to control my dating life and like trying to like see if I can like get people's attention in like super covert ways. But like those reminders help me like stay grounded. So that is my spiel on manifesting, which I think is the first modern day love spell. So manifesting is number one, but number two is going to be thirst traps. So this is definitely more gameplay oriented. I feel like manifesting is like more so like the clean version, like self-helpy. But here's the thing about thirst, thirst traps, right? They allow you to get attention via social media without verbalizing it. And like, honestly, in our dating culture, thirst traps are currency. It's about posting something and then getting the person that you want to text you to text you back after you've gotten their attention. Um, and honestly, unfortunately, we live in a world where like the only power that women have inherently is their sexual power. And like thirst traps allow you to levy that power and use them to your advantage. And honestly, like I am all for using things to your advantage and like working within the system if you have to, because like sexism isn't going away anytime soon. So if you have to like use patriarchal values to get what, what you want, like you might as well do it, right? You might as well just like have some fun and get someone's attention. Like this is a great love spell. And I think there's a lot of strategizing that can come into it. So what the first like main strategy I feel like with the thirst trap is like the story post right but you want to apply the strategy in kind of like a reverse private story way so you know obviously you want to block some of your suitors from seeing other suitors on your story um but you know you want the people who are like your long term like this is the guy this is the person this is the man this is the woman like, this is the person that I want to marry me. You know, you want them to be jealous of, like, your interim suitors that are kind of, like, in the medium term. So there's definitely some strategy that goes into that. Um, although I will say that I've heard that you can run into trouble with this because, like, imagine, like, okay, you're, like, talking to, like, two guy best friends, right? But you really want to make one of them jealous. So you block everyone from your story except for the one you want to make jealous. But then the one you want to make jealous is, like, sitting next to his friend when he views it. And he's like, oh, my God, like, did you see this photo? And then you look hella stupid because it's like, oh, my God, was he the only one that saw that on your story? So, you know, the strategy gets complicated, not always perfectly executed, but games can be fun. And I think thirst traps are deaf a way to do that if you want to go there. 
Before we get into some more love spells, let's take a break and listen to some more music. This is Sundress by ASAP. Sundress by Mr. Rocky. That's a banger. Um, let's get back into some love spells. So number three, again, is going to play into the patriarchy. Um, like I said, unfortunately, the only inherent power given to women in this world is their sexual power. And so when you're dating, you have to keep that in mind and like be really careful about it. And one way to like get to like keep people in your circle and like lean into those games is by putting sex on the table without actually having sex, right? So for me, I'm somebody who like once they have sex control and like is like fully out the window, like I'm totally emotionally vulnerable as much as I hate to admit it, like my walls go down, like shit goes awry. So it's like I have to when I'm dating people, be very, very clear that it's like, I'm not asexual. Like I'd love to hook up with you, but it's just like, 
I'm not going to do that until I get some kind of affirmation that you care about me. And so you really have to kind of like navigate like, oh, like, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to flirt and like show them that like I am ultimately interested in having sex with them, but like, I'm not actually going to do that because I'm going to hold on to my power for as long as I possibly can. And like, this is not to like slut shame or say that like having sex on a first date is a bad thing because I don't think it inherently is. But I do think that like, in order to manipulate men in this world who expect sex from you because that's what society is telling them, you have to withhold the thing that they want and show them that they have to earn it. Like this is like a really fucked up thing that still exists in society. And trust me, I fucking hate it because I wish that like there wasn't like a binary between like, like this Madonna whore complex of either like oh, like I'm like a chaste virgin and like I don't like sex and then like I'm a whore who like has sex with everybody. Like, no, it's like I'm a sexual being and I'm also a person and just because I'm sexual doesn't mean that like you shouldn't like me as a person. Like it shouldn't be in that binary of like whore and chaste virgin, but that's just like how society views it still, unfortunately. And so in order to like protect myself, I've kind of found that I do have to lean into that trope, which literally sucks. Like I've been resisting it with my entire being since I graduated high school. However, I've finally come to terms with the fact that like the only way that I'm going to like protect my viability as a person and like protect myself from feeling like people only care about my body is by not having sex with people who don't care about me. And so everyone should like have their own personal relationship with this. But this is again, just a love spell that I figured out, which is that you have to like dangle the thing in front of the fucking cat or the dog or whatever and like make it run towards you. Uh, you can't just give it to them right away. Otherwise, they're not going to do the trick. Like, it's really fucked up. But that's unfortunately the world we live in. And it sucks. But that's a love spell. Put sex on the table without having sex. Withhold it as long as you can. Number four is to always assume the person that you're seeing has options, but that you're the best one, right? So, like, you should always be keeping in mind, like, okay, like they probably have options, but like, it's not even a game. Like it's not even a competition between me and the rest of their options because obviously like I win, obviously I win. And I think like there's like a couple ways that this looks, um, in the world, real world, right? The first like tangible thing that I feel like falls under this category would be not responding to things that don't warrant a response. Like if you are viewing yourself as inherently the prize and inherently the one that they're going to pick, you should not be responding to something like an emoji or a cool, because why does that warrant a response? Like, why should you have to respond to something like that? Like they, they can double text you. They absolutely should be double texting you if they gave you something that like you literally can't engage with. Like, no, like you don't engage with anything that isn't, actually like involved with you or like shows care towards you right or like doesn't warrant a response and like actually I think this is kind of an interesting thing because people are like 
oh, like double texting is so bad. No, like I, I actually disagree. I think responding quickly is totally fine because it shows that you care less. And I also think double texting is totally fine too. Cause if something's on your mind, you should definitely say it. Like you could get really skeevy with the game playing and like wait and like wait twice as long as they take to respond to you. You could go there. But I think the most important thing is literally just not responding to things that don't warrant a response. Like to me, that's way, way more important than the double texting situation. The second thing that I feel like this manifests as is like calling out bullshit, right? Like if they're like, pull up, like pull up, pull up. It's like midnight. You're like getting a FaceTime in the middle of the night. Like you one should not respond. And two, if they're being persistent, you just need to be like, no, like I don't do that. Like, like, no, like I, I don't just drive to your house. Like in the middle of the night, like I'm, I'm, am I your girlfriend? Like, no. So like that expectation isn't there. Like you need to make it very clear that only certain that certain things are reserved for exclusive relationships and that like there's no way no fucking way you're going to be able to like give that emotional vulnerability away to somebody that you're just kicking it with like absolutely not like strong boundaries are huge right and then the final thing is that like you're just like not pressed you're not pressed like they can't make plans this week okay great because you know they will be texting you to make plans next week. As soon as they're free, they're gonna be make, making plans. And you should also be filling your schedule with one like hella other shit that you wanna do that just like doesn't have to do with dating. But two, if like Mr. Frontrunner or Miss Frontrunner can't take you out on a date, right? Like they, they can't do it. Like they can't make it happen that week. Great, you have a backup plan, period. Like period, your bench is stacked with options. Like. It's so easy to get options in this day and age because of the dating apps. And honestly, as a manner of self-protection, you should be utilizing that, right? So this is really getting into the game playing. Like I said, I like do not subscribe to the belief that you can like manipulate and scheme someone into falling in love with you. However, these are some love spells to be specific love spells you can put on people to get them to be like really into you for a short period of time and to get their attention and to make them want you more if you are into that push and pull dynamic this shit can be fun all right um let's get into another song hell yeah it's so exciting that we're doing this like this all right, oh shit, let's do some more Rihanna. This is Don't Stop the Music. Hell yeah. Please don't stop the music. Staying over here impossible Baby, I'ma say you're alright 
You just heard Don't Stop the Music by Rihanna, um, Bear. Um, yeah, we've just like been talking about love magic. Super cool. Um, super intrinsic to humanity for like a, a, honestly since the beginning of time. So it's very interesting because that's what's up. Like people care about love. Like I feel like <laughs> it's funny because people, you know, like to talk about like, love and crushes is something that's really silly but like actually everybody's obsessed with it which is why it makes for really good content like it never goes out of style like talking about sex is it's literally just never gonna stop so it's always gonna be valuable in our culture um so that's said let's get into our big pop culture news for today so just in case you guys missed it, um, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky are having a baby. Um, they are like styled perfectly in the middle of the New York City snowstorm. Rihanna's got like this dope pink parka on, pregnant belly sticking out, holding ASAP Rocky's hand under the Manhattan Bridge. This is giving everything. This is what I aspire to be. You know what? This is going to be the new Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears denim Halloween costume, except it's going to be Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. I'm calling it like it is right now. You can hold me to it this upcoming Halloween. Um, so yeah, that's like some huge news. So I feel like, um, people kind of are like shitting on Rihanna a little bit because they're like, oh, like she hasn't, she hasn't coming out with any new music. Like we expect a new album, but I think it's like, well, girl doesn't have to put out like that because she's literally making money from so many other endeavors, which I think is honestly amazing. And like, you know what? It's really cool to see celebrities like her just evolve from like, you know, like when I was a kid, like I would like listen to her music on KTU on the radio, like in the car, like when I was driving past Prospect Park, you know, like with the family and like. Now she's having a child, which is to say that, like, there's good out there for all of us. Like, yeah, like, the pandemic fucking sucks, but you know what? All is right in the world if Rihanna's pregnant and she's pregnant with ASAP Rocky's baby, right? Like, am I right or am I right? So that's definitely the big, that's the big news of today. I'm literally obsessed. Also, another thing that I really admire about Rihanna is the same thing that I admire about Miley Cyrus, which is that in order to become famous in the first place, she had to really like play into the good girl trope and like kind of like pick a scene, like pick a sound and just go for it and be like, I'm, I'm a sweetheart, like, you know, like this is my image, whatever. But then once she got popular, she was able to actually use her fame to turn that trope on its head and like put forth a bad girl image and like buzz her hair and sing about sex and just like be more salacious and like I don't give a fuck. And I feel like Miley Cyrus says the same thing, but it's always really cool when female celebrities can like use their platform in that way. And I think like another example of this would be Emily Ratajkowski, like she started making money as a model and was like in the Robin Thicke video and like people came to know her for her looks right but then because she had all these followers because of her looks and her modeling she was able to turn that on its head by writing a book and having like lots of people consume it because they wanted to know what it was all about and like she was able to show everyone that she's kind of this intellectual powerhouse and like I think it's 
it's really frustrating that women have to it feels like use their sexual power to like get followers and create a platform in the first place. But I think it's really empowering when they're then able to use that platform to talk about the tropes that they had to play into. Um, and also like turn their sexual power into capital power. Like they're making hella money. And honestly, if you want to talk about like pushing back against patriarchal standards. And like, if you want to talk about like what freedom is in the 21st century, like freedom is economic power. And like women are using beauty standards and they're playing into tropes in order to get economic power. And once they have economic power, it's like pop off, like show everyone that you're a smart queen. Like, yeah, you can be damn sexy and hella smart at the same time. So I think that's just literally awesome and fuck yeah, Rihanna, like keep doing it, you powerhouse. Like also like let's talk about how it's like she can have a baby, okay? She can also look hella sexy while she's fully pregnant. Like just because you have a child or you become a mother, it doesn't make you asexual. And she can do that while continuing to like run all of her brands and like hopefully make some new music. So I think that's really dope and... I think women who do this rock. And with that said, let's get into some more music. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Rihanna, uh-huh. Good girl going bad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Take three. Uh-huh. Action. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ho. No clouds in my stones. Let it rain. I hide your plane in the bank. Coming down like a thousand Jones. When the clouds come, we go. We Rockefeller, we fly higher than weather, and cheap vibes are better. You know me, in anticipation for precipitation, stack chips with a rainy day. Jay, Rain Man is back, with Little Miss Sunshine, Rihanna, where you at? You have my heart, and we'll never be worlds apart. Maybe in magazines, but you still be my star. Baby, cause in the dark, you can't see shiny cars.
Hell yeah, guys. You just heard Umbrella by Rihanna featuring Jay-Z. Good girl gone bad. Period. Right? <laughs> okay. Um, ooh, you know what? You know what? We're just going to transition into the advice segment for today because we got a couple questions that I wasn't able to answer last time. So let's get into it. Okay. So... Somebody asked, what do I do if my sneaky link starts to turn into something and I'm good where it is now? Shit. Okay, so I guess I can like kind of speak from experience here, but I think honestly, the best thing you can do is be honest with the person, like relationships, whatever the form, sneaky link, um, situationship, whatever you want to call it. Like you should always be establishing expectations with the person about where you think it's heading and like what you're doing just that. So that way you guys are on the same page. And I think, you know, if this other person has expressed that they want something more, but you don't, you kind of just owe it to them to be transparent and be like, Hey, like, I don't really see this going past something casual. Like, if you're fine to keep it casual, like, let's keep doing this. But if not, like, I'm cool. And like, I think we probably shouldn't see each other anymore. And that really sucks. But I think honesty is the best policy. And like, everyone deserves to be like treated, treated like a human being with feelings and asking people about what they want and establishing boundaries is always, always, always the way to go in these situations. Um, and I think just like, with the sneaky link situation, with the casual hookup situation, with the situationship situation, I think inherently those things have an expiration date because, you know, one person is going to be into the other person or one person is going to find someone that they actually want to be with and like they're going to want to move on from the situationship. And so they're just, they're, <laughs> the ending of these things is just kind of inevitable and like, unfortunately that's just the way it goes and it's sad when it ends but like you know like once you're once you're <laughs> once your feast ends like there's you're gonna have another go at it and like there's always more to look forward to and it's bummy kind of for both people in that situation because I feel like even if you're the person who like doesn't want it to go further than a sneaky link like it still sucks because then like your like go-to hang is like no longer in the picture and you kind of have to start all over again so it's a bummer but I'd say ending it is probably the way to go and like being super honest about it okay then I had a question how do I stop using tinder for validation okay well I think that honestly, there's nothing wrong with using Tinder for validation. Like if you swipe on Tinder and when you match with people, it makes you feel good about yourself. Like why, why is there a problem with that? Like, I think, you know, you need to like have security in yourself and like know that you're like valuable, like past what people think of you on Tinder, but there's nothing like going on Tinder for just like a little dopamine hit, like a little like make yourself feel better in the middle of the day. Like if you want to go match with some people, I literally see nothing. I, I see nothing wrong with that. You just have to, you know, not really expect anything from it. In general, I would say like life is a little expectations. And as, as long as you can like manage your expectations and understand that like a sneaky link or like Tinder, you know, only warrants a certain kind of thing, then like you're, you're in the clear, you're good. Like, so what if it makes you feel good for a sec? Who cares? Like, keep going on there. Literally, literally, literally nothing lost. 
Um, okay. Then I had a question. Where are all the cuties at UCLA? Okay. Uh, Kirkhoff cuties. Duh. Like, Kirkhoff. Pop off Kirkhoff. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like Kirkhoff as a spot for cute people. Um, honestly, I've like deaf seen some cute people at Trader Joe's literally go to Trader Joe's. Like you're gonna, you're, you're bound to run into somebody cute at Trader Joe's. Like dead ass. Like this is going to happen. Like I Trader Joe's in Westwood, like is the spot highly recommend. Um, I like Bluestone coffee too. Probably the worst place to do work, but the best place to see cute people getting coffee. So that's definitely a chill spot. Obviously the hill, like, you know, I feel like all the athletic outdoorsy people are like always on the hill, like reading or something. Um, so yup, yup. Like that's, that's definitely a spot. Um, I mean, bruh, like you gotta go to Rocco's. Like, yeah, it's basically just like a frat in a bar, but that said, like people are there, like, you know, the last hour there is full of people and like more numbers equals more people. So that's definitely a spot. But I, th I think I touched on this last episode, but it's just like, if you want to meet somebody who's your type, you have to continue to do the things that you like to do and like go to the places that you like to go to because the other people who enjoy those things are going to be there and you'll probably think they're cute because you guys have mutual interests. So that's kind of how it works inherently. Cause like I'm a surfer, right? So when I go to the beach, I'm probably going to see people I'm attracted to because I love surfing and they love surfing. And like, you know, in that counterculture, like people dress in a certain way and they look a certain way for the most part. And so I feel like that's a pretty good tell. Like if you want to find somebody that you're attracted to. Okay. Then we had another question. What is the one out of 10 rule on hinge? So I have this theory on hinge that like one out of 10 of the dates of the like people that you see is going to be like a, a viable long-term partner. Um, and so like basically the essence of that rule is that you just have to go on a lot of bad dates to, to like ha have like a good one. Like it's just a numbers game. And like, if you want to rock the dating world, you just have to be willing to put yourself out there and be rejected and be catfish and just like waste your time a little bit because you're gonna then, you know, go on a date with someone, you're vibing, you're attracted to them and they want something long-term. Like I think one in 10, it's going to be like that. But then like maybe two or three, it's going to be like you vibe and you're attracted to them, but like you guys aren't on the same page or like you vibe and like you're attracted to them, but they're not attracted to you. Like there is going to be some like that kind of like make it a little further than a first date, but just like don't end up working out. But I feel like one of them will ultimately work out. So it's a numbers game. Like don't be afraid to play with the numbers. Like such as life. And I also think like this whole concept that like, oh, like you don't have to try dating. Like love is just going to come find you. Like, I think it's a little bit convoluted because like for me, honestly, like I just like have to try dating because it's really hard for me. And I don't think that I'm going to be able to like force someone to fall in love with me. But I do think that I have to like actively date because I just like, I need like there, there's just no, and I have to like think about it too, because if I wasn't thinking like I would actually just like end up getting hurt and like would be doing really reckless things and like not thinking about my actions. So I think that there's like nothing wrong with being calculated and there's nothing wrong with establishing rules and establishing boundaries and keeping your, um, your options open. If you're somebody who's like going to get anxious. So literally, literally no problem there. 
Um, okay. I think I, those were like most of the questions for today. Um, so I'm just going to move into our last song for today, which is definitely going to be an ASAP song. Okay. Um, this is Lovesick. <laughs> Pretty fitting. Um, featuring ASAP by Muramasa. Here we go. Weather cold, the weather so chill, chilly, willy, penguin, feather road. Cause I'm sipping pro, yeah, that met this pro, pro met the zine, yeah, stepping stone. Oh, they acting up, get your weapons wrong, they only killing time, another second gone. I heard your man at home, now you melatonin, but you acting young, and you hella grown. <laughs> Okay, she giving me love, but it fuck my energy up Every time it's finna be summer, only got the memories of us And now we industry lovers, they making enemies of us I mean, them times we in public, they drain this energy from us Visit Italia, be my senorita They be the or I be the, either way you need a visa I ain't talking about master cards, debit cards either Credit charge, Kermit the Frog, margaritas? Yeah, I heard she got a man, homie, yeah Yeah, you wanna lay the hands on me, yeah but he should see the way she dance on me. Yeah. Wishing I ain't had no pants on me. themed episode music wise but I do want to touch on a couple things before we just like end it for realsies so okay I like in response to like some qu a question last week I said that Bumble was the worst dating app 
And honestly, I feel like I want to take that back. And the reason why is because on Bumble, there's a feature that allows people to say what they're looking for. So you could put something casual, I don't know yet, or you could put relationship. And so if you go on Bumble, like you can really find somebody who's on the same page as you, which honestly saves you a lot of hardship, which is like an issue with Hinge that like, yeah, like Hinge has prompts where you can kind of like say what you're looking for. However, it's not like Bumble where it's like so direct for that. It's like literally like a part of the app software. And so I feel like that's honestly like really, really good because that just saves you the hassle of like trying to figure out what the person that you go on a date with wants because they have to literally say it on the app. But I'm also thinking that it could like completely backfire because like say a person says something on the app, but like they like change their mind or like that's not really what they want with you. And then you could end up getting hurt because you think that like there is a certain expectation of like what each other wants when you like go on the first date, but then it's not there anymore. And like it gets super confusing. And so that's perhaps a trouble with Bumble. But I think the concept of like saying what you want is really important. Um, so like, okay, what's a way that you can do this? Literally before you go on a date, be like, what are you looking for with dating right now? Ask that on the first date. What are you looking for with dating right now? Because like, I don't have a lot of time and like, I don't want to waste my time with somebody who like, isn't looking for the same things as me. Um, like, cause I want a relationship now, but like also like, for example, if you ask somebody what they're looking for and they're like, I just want something casual. And then you can be like, okay, like, well, maybe like I could have something casual with this person, but then like, I'm definitely gonna like, you know, keep my options open and like not really get that invested or try not to get too invested. Or like, I, you know, I'm gonna like see them one time or like a couple of times, but like, I'm not gonna see them past that. Or like, I'm not gonna have sex with them or wherever you're gonna set a boundary, whatever that boundary is for you, because they don't have the same intentions as you. And so I think, that initial conversation is like super important. Like it's all about expectations. And honestly, that's just something that I didn't know. Like when I was going into college, like I had no clue that like you could just like be with somebody in something casual. Like I didn't, I didn't even conceptualize what that was. I was like, okay, they must like me. Like we're hooking up, they must like me. No, like that's not how it works. And it's, I think it was, it was so confusing for me because like I came into college at 17. Like I literally know nothing. Not that I know that much now, but then I really did know nothing. And so I think managing expectations is like the best possible advice I could give anyone. Right. And like, um, besides just like asking the question up front, like there are definitely some telltale signs. Like if somebody's only hitting you up late at night or like, they don't like ask you questions or like they don't talk to you for a really long time. Like the, and they like only, I don't know. They like don't want to be seen out in public with you or like they don't want your friends to meet you. Like they probably don't want something serious with you. Like, unfortunately, like that is just, that's the lay of the land. That's how it goes. Um, when people are keeping you from things in their life and they only want to see you on certain terms, they probably don't want something more. And like, it's hard to take those clues when they're like happening and you're experiencing them. But those are definitely some telltale signs to be aware of on that front. Um, so yeah, that's just like something that I really like to keep in mind. It has honestly helped me a lot. Like just like setting intentions goes back to that theme of manifesting. Okay. 
Well, we've learned some love spells today. Hope y'all can implement them as you see fit. If you feel in the mood for some game playing, if it's not your Valentine's Day, like you don't have a Valentine, like you should be celebrating nonetheless. Um, and you guys, I'm so, so stoked on what's to come for the show. Like indie artist on next week, some other dope ass guests on um radio show party coming up that should be super fun for valentine's day so very up my alley um yeah there's much to look forward to i mean you know the world's topsy-turvy but it does seem like things are on the up and up and um yeah i mean it's a little bit of a shorter episode this week but it's been totes totes my goats totally amazed rapping with you all um yeah it's been real. And I will see you next week with a guest. It's going to be rad. Super looking forward to it. Take care, party people. Live it up. Let's get through these midterms. Um, yeah, that's what's up. Take care.